intercepted. Preston Brown spins out of a tackle. He's got running room. He's got a score. Tavius Murray's in. Touchdown, Raiders. SMU running back. Vince Lombardi, Offensive Player of the Year. NFL Pro Bowler for the New England Patriots. Number 32 is Craig James. Craig James, the best in the business, the old Pony Express. Craig James. Craig James joins us now. Welcome, Craig James. This, this is Hearing It Out with Craig James. I can almost smell the smoke coming from my smoker. Thanksgiving just around the corner. Man, these games are starting to really mean something now, uh, NFL and college football. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to remind you, if you'd like, during the week, follow along on Twitter, at uh, CraigJames32. I've got my Facebook page, Instagram, CraigJames32. Love to hear from you. Uh, we want to put in some comments and some thoughts and some questions from you, and I'll answer those. I, this is another big concept thought that I have for you. As we enter this this part of the season, after 10 weeks of, of really getting after it in the NFL, you start to be reminded, I am reminded at least, that this is a young man's game. Uh, these rosters who have players that are, that are in prominent positions and roles, and they played six, seven, eight, ten, twelve years. Man, those guys are beat up and banged up. I'll never forget. It, it used to be uh, almost an, a given that at the end of the season, you start getting to that to that Thanksgiving level. You'd get out to practice, and and you'd like be counting the minutes before the Advil kicked in. Uh, some examples of that. We heard Roger Staubach on this past Tuesday show. He talked about. Uh, Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning and probably not able to play every week and they shouldn't even expect him to play every week. He's at that point in his career. So look around as you look at your team, whatever team you're following that you're really into in the NFL, look to how the young guys are. Who are the young guys? Where are the old guys? And it's a young man's game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, not that he's an old guy, but he's played a lot of football. And so the Knicks and the Bruises start really adding up. There are the freak injuries that happen like a Tony Romo after the second week of the season. That's a different thing. I'm talking about the day-to-day grind of the NFL. So it's a young man's game. Look at look the smart teams and the great management. How does it happen I'll use my old team, the New England Patriots, as an example. Dale Rivas has gone in the secondary. Great player. But he's a risky guy. He's been around a long time. So now they have guys like Devin McCourty stepping up. How about Malcolm Butler? That's a great example. Malcolm Butler steps up for the New England Patriots. Now their defense looks really good, and he's almost like an all-pro cornerback there. So great management puts good players with lots of potential on the field. They have great coaches who bring it out of them, and you keep the young cycle going. That's why the New England Patriots are undefeated. NFL Picks. All right, let's jump around. Let's talk about some football games this weekend. Washington playing at Carolina. It's Superman Cam Newton against Kirk Cousins. How about Kirk Cousins? He's endured tons of hardships and going through all the quarterback controversies and the talks and everything else. How hot was he last week? A perfect quarterback rating. He's very excited, and he knows his role with this team. This offense, uh, you know, does a great job. I mean, when you look at the history, you know, with Jay and Cincinnati, they've done a lot of good things. And um, I think here it's just a matter of having consistency and developing myself with the quarterback position will always help an offense grow. And So they are growing on offense, and they're growing with confidence, and the distractions are starting to go away. I didn't think, I haven't heard RG3 in a long time. Robert Griffin? Uh, I mean, after the trade deadline and the rumors that he might be traded, uh, that passed. I haven't heard RG3 mentioned. That's good from a team concept standpoint. All right, let's talk about Carolina. 
uh, undefeated. Cam Newton's uh, just off the charts. How about his reaction? Someone said they didn't like his dancing in the end zone. You know, his reaction to that was, well, keep me out of there. Tackle me. Don't let me score. <laughs> if you can. How about Cam Newton, though, when you listen to him? Uh, this is a very, uh, very focused individual, very confident young man, playing extremely good football. He's not interested in the individual stuff, though. This guy's really happy for the team. You know, a lot of people want to, you know, look at power rankings. A lot of people want to look at, you know, individual accolades up until this point. Well, why are they winning? You know, it's simple. You know, the defense is playing great. The special team is getting great field position. Um, no, we don't, you know, put up five or six touchdowns a game, but we find ways to win. And it's, you know, I say it, you know, flat out. Are we the best talented or are we the most talented team in the league? Absolutely not. But I pride myself in being able to say that we have the potential to be the best team in the league, and uh, that's what it's all about. You know, we, can, we this is a special thing that we have going, and, and we have to do the, the proper things that's going to keep us uh, trending uh, upward. I've said this on the podcast over over the last few months. Go back and look at any sport, team sport, and, and look at the, the San Antonio Spurs for me. They wrote the book on how to win championships as a team. And you hear Cam Newton talking about his team and what they're doing in Carolina. They're going to lose somewhere in the regular season. I don't, I don't think it's this week though. I know Washington's getting some confidence going and they're losing the distractions, but I think Carolina wins a close game 28 to 26. <laughs> Oakland at Detroit. You didn't think I wouldn't talk about the Raiders, did you? Yeah, as you, if you followed along here, uh, Tyler Brewer, our producer and I, we love the Raiders. We're going to keep talking about the Raiders, even though they're four and five. We're going to steep, <laughs> they're in the show. It's a given. I like the team. Jack Del Rio, love the guy. Uh, the old linebacker, he sounds like he's ready to play. Make assumptions if you want to. Um, I don't think it's wise to do. I think you look at the tape. I think you look at the matchups. I think you look at the, the personnel, the schemes, and you get yourself prepared to play as well as possible. And uh, that's, that's our intention. Our guys understand uh, the need for us to, to, to play better. And really, it's the focus this week is going to be about, you know, coming in, enjoying our work environment. We have a good one. Uh, enjoying the process of preparing our football team to play well. And, uh, and we know what that looks like. And so uh, kind of picking yourself up from the last out and didn't go the way we want and get ready for next. So you heard Jack talk about we're going to come in and we're going to enjoy the process. The, the Raiders are four and five. Detroit is two and seven. What do you think Detroit's saying there? Do you think they're looking forward to going into the facilities and working out and getting ready to go play the Raiders? No. you got one team who wants to play. They've got a reason to play. The Raiders are still in it. They've got a season in front of them. The Raiders win 30-28. to <laughs> Dallas at Miami. All right, the soap opera. Uh, Tony Romo's coming back. Well, Jerry Jones, what's going to happen this week? We haven't had any outbursts, and I guess to this point, at least in this podcast production, Greg Hardy has decided to go to practice on this Thursday, so we can't talk about that. Uh, so we can talk about Tony Romo and his return. And it's one of those things now when you, when you think about Romo and him coming back, there's no one better who can break down his play than Roger Staubach, the Hall of Famer, former 
great quarterback for the Cowboys. We had Roger on this past Tuesday's podcast. I would highly recommend you go back and listen to it if you haven't. He's excellent on talking about Navy, college football, the Dallas Cowboys. But he had this to say about the Cowboys. Yeah, they, they, they're going to they're gonna win seven in a row and get in the playoffs this year. So, uh. <laughs> Well, if they do that, that's because Tony Romo's coming back this week. That means that he will be a hero. Maybe not to your standing, but he would be something. Oh, my Lord. He would uh, he, he would own, own Dallas if... Uh, <laughs> He, he, he is Tony is a great quarterback, and you know he can't do it by himself. But but I think the confidence will come back, and I, I do think there's there's talent. Their defense, you know, they held uh, held Tampa the ten points, and you know we only get six on offense. So it's it's um, it, there's there's still some football left in the Cowboys this year. And it will be extremely interesting to see how big of an impact Tony has. Uh, I asked Roger during that interview, do you think Romo will have to work his way back in? He said no. He's He's been back on the practice field for two weeks. He's been getting the rex, reps, and he's been focused solely on Miami and what Miami does defensively. Tony Romo's played a lot. Jason Garrett said that in his press conference this week. He said, man, look, the guy's played a lot of football for us here in a Cowboys uniform. They're going against a Miami team, though, and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, I like Ryan. I've always enjoyed his play, and I think they're playing inspired football now, and they're shooting for that second place spot behind the New England Patriots. This is this is a really hard game for me to pick. It's almost a pick 'em game, and the, the fact that it's at Miami makes me want to go with them. But I'm going to say Jerry Jones gets an early Thanksgiving bone comes his way. Dallas wins 28-27. Cincinnati playing at Arizona. All right, Marvin Lewis. Uh, this is this man's very smart. He's got a team that has been beaten now, so they've gotten rid of that that concept of going undefeated. Now he talks about the keys to the game in front of him. You know, just each and every week you're striving to, to, to get off the field. That's the key to playing good defense is when you're sitting on the on the bench and the offense is out there. So, you know, we just have to keep uh, being consistent and being assignment sound, winning first down and going on to second and, and as simple as and then winning third down, getting off the field. So we got to keep that up. And uh, it's important this week. <laughs> the Cliff Notes version to how to coach a football team. Listen to Marvin Lewis. We do A, B, and C, and you win the football game. Uh, they've got a, a very tough task in front of them with Arizona. Andy Dalton did not have a very good game last week. His team did not play very well last week. And Andy Dalton understands that they've got a very tough opponent in Arizona. I mean, it's it's not any more motivation. Uh, I mean, we're facing a good team, and we're not just facing Carson. Um, you know, they're a really good defense. They've got a really good offense, and so we know what we're going up against. And um, yeah, the story, of course, this week everybody's going to talk about Carson playing the Bengals and all that kind of stuff. But it's not just we're not just facing Carson. No, they're not. They're facing a very good football team in Arizona who has a lot of confidence coming off the big win with Seattle last week. The fact that they're at home, too, that's a, that's another challenge. I think they're two losses in a row now for the Bengals. Arizona wins 28-21. <laughs> SeatGeek is the place to get tickets to this week's game. My listeners can use promo code CRAIG in the SeatGeek app and get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. It will take less than a minute to download the app today. SeatGeek is awesome. They pull in ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers to create a one-stop shop for tickets. When you shop on SeatGeek, you're seeing virtually every single ticket option available for that game all on one page. No need to go anywhere else. SeatGeek's 
mobile app makes the ticket buying process seamless and easy. On SeatGeek, you can store your credit card, and once you find a ticket you want to buy, you can complete the purchase with just two quick steps. There's no faster way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, download free SeatGeek app today. Then enter promo code Craig in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code Craig today. College Picks. Time now to talk a little college football. I'm going to start with North Carolina playing at Virginia Tech. Uh, This is Frank Beamer's last home game. He's definitely going to be missed, not by just broadcasters and fans and all, but the team and and, and college football is going to miss Frank Beamer. You know how the saying goes, it's the little things in life that matter. Sure, I miss the excitement of game day and being head coach, but more than that, I'll miss the people I work with. I'll miss the fans. I'll miss watching film and family bonding after practice, and of course, I'll miss the special teams. This is where I grew up, where I went to school, where I spent 29 years as a head coach. We we went with this sound because it was on the Virginia Tech's website, and uh, and it's it's not really a true press conference. It almost sounds like he's at a church meeting. He's getting ready to hold uh, worship music or something. But Tyler Brewer put that in there. It was pretty funny, uh, and we wanted to put that uh, for you to listen to. As for the game itself, North Carolina is a really good team. They're averaging 42 points. Uh, quarterback Marquise Williams, uh, he's got 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. They've got balance running the ball, throw the football. Their last two games against Duke and Miami, not bad teams, not great teams, but they've scored 125 points. As for Virginia Tech, uh, they're going for their 23rd straight bowl game. That's That would be the most of any right now. That leads all colleges. It's fantastic, and the, and the team wants that so badly. A win would assure that for him. Beamer Ball has to come and play here. All three stages plus the fans. What's Beamer Ball? For those of you that don't remember, it's the offense, it's the defense, it's the special teams. Everyone scoring points. Everyone throwing into the game and doing something spectacular. North Carolina is a better team. Michael Brewer though, and somehow the Virginia Tech offense is going to score enough points and that Virginia Tech defense with Bud Foster, I'm, I'm looking for an inspirational game here. There's no credible reason to take Virginia Tech. North Carolina's the better team, but this is college football. This is the beauty of the sport, the fan base, the enthusiasm, and the passion for Virginia Tech, and Frank Beamer comes through. I'm going Hokies win 28-27. Michigan at Penn State. Michigan's back to playing a meaningful game in the month of November. You know, it's been off the radar now for a few years. Jim Harbaugh, he recalls the theory former Michigan coach Bo Schembechler had on this reality. Uh, coach Coach Schembechler is a daily source of inspiration. Remains remains that for me and all of his uh, all the people that he coached or was associated with. So he tell him to have at it. Enjoy the healthy, honest, fair competition of of playing in big games in November, I think. I think that's what he would say. <laughs> More disclosure. As we're looking for the sound on this, Tyler was going through, and he says you got to really search to get something coming from Jim Harbaugh. And, and it's, as you can tell, you can hear the short answers. It's like pulling teeth, trying to get sound from Jim Harbaugh. So what does Coach Harbaugh have to say about Penn State and what they bring to the contest? 
challenge that Penn State presents is a uh, is a uh, big challenge, and our our team will be prepared for it uh, this week. Uh, outstanding, outstanding defense, offensively, heck of a quarterback, uh, outstanding running back, uh, receivers that are that are outstanding. Uh, so. I think the student athletes uh, have a bounce in their step and they're uh, ready to attack the day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. <laughs> so student athletes ready to get out there and bounce around. All right, Michigan's winning close games. I like that. It gives them confidence and they've got character. Uh, Penn State, it's nice to see Penn State back on the map in November playing a nice big game, a meaningful game. It's great to see these two teams doing it together, Michigan and Penn State. At the end of the day, Michigan's a better team. They win 34-20. to Baylor at Oklahoma State. This is a goofy game. I am wanting to say squirrely game, but I wasn't quite sure there when how you all would take that. Goofy. I'm having a hard time figuring this thing out. Baylor's beat up. Uh, Oklahoma State got lucky against Iowa State. They should not have won that game. Uh, who has the better defense Has is kind of how I've broken it down. Baylor, you know I don't believe in them. Oklahoma State, I like their defense. I like it at least. I like it better than I do Baylor's. The fact they're playing in Stillwater, that means something to me as well. Uh, Mike Gundy, his team, uh, he's very happy with his football team. I really enjoy the team. Uh, I think they're maximizing who they are as an individual, which as a team concept, um, we're getting what we can get out of our football team. And so... We put our work in and we buy into the system, and then at night you go home and go to sleep. And and uh, it's it's been really fun for me. And I hope that our coaches and I have said this to them multiple times over the last four, five, six weeks is that enjoy the time that we're having and embrace being with these guys and and the effort they're giving us. And I've said the same thing to them because sometimes in life, well, in in today's society, it moves too fast. And you look back and you think, I don't even know if I enjoyed that ride. So we, we have stressed that to him and then the importance of preparation for the next game. So if you followed me through the podcast this summer and this fall, Mike Gundy, former quarterback at Oklahoma State, was a heck of a player, became the head coach at Oklahoma State. He called plays. He was the coordinator offensively. He, he handed those reins over several years ago. The perspective that he brings now allows him to say to these coaches and to the players, enjoy the moment. They're, they're relaxed, and there's a different perspective there. I like it. There's good balance in Stillwater. This is a really big recruiting game. Uh, Oklahoma State, a big chunk of their roster are players from the state of Texas. They're recruiting against Baylor, very similar athletes. So this is a huge game for bragging rights and recruiting rights. I think the fact that it's in Stillwater, the Cowboys win the game 44-38. TCU playing at Oklahoma. TCU's banged up. They're limping around. Uh, they're not good on defense. Nowhere near what they've been in the past. They're young. We've talked about that. Patterson, Gary Patterson's tried to build them up and, and to create a, a new look and a new feel, a new identity. It's just really a tough pull right now for TCU. Oklahoma's got a hot hand. Really hot right now. Bob Stoops, he's playing it one game at a time with an eye on the playoffs. To a degree, uh, I can't control that. Uh, all I can control is is how we practice and, and how we are getting better each day and, and give ourselves an opportunity to win this week. I, I'm very aware if we win this week, usually you, you you know you have a chance to make improvement. At least that's how it's been the last several weeks, and that's all we're that's what we can control. So that's what that's what I focus on. 
All right, so here's the reality. TCU, their star receiver, James Dotson, he's out for the rest of the regular season. He had over 1,300 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns, a fantastic player. Trayvon Boykin, he's banged up with his ankle. He left last week's game unknown as of the date uh, today as to whether or not Boykin will play, but it will be a gimpy ankle. And part of the magic with Trayvon Boykin is his legs and his running ability, a very good runner with the football in his hands. Oklahoma's offense, on the other hand, extremely hot. They've averaged 55 points a game the last five games. Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, is the man in this game. Trayvon Boykin, because of his ankle, because James Dotson is out, I think OU in a statement game. Listen to this. I think Oklahoma wins 55-28, to which means Bedlam on November the 28th next week is going to be huge. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. It's for the Big 12, and it's probably for a playoff spot. One more final game before we go here on this one here. Uh, this is nice. Michigan State at Ohio State. It's nice because we finally get a chance to see a big game on these two teams, especially Ohio State. I think Ohio State, they're finally starting to come together. We'll really get to know a lot more about them after this game. Urban Meyer has a lot of respect for Michigan State coach Mark D'Antonio. You know, I think, you know, you put the – the top five, six, seven coaches in America, you certainly there, and you just watch. I always watch special teams, and I always watch the little things. You know, it's one of my own little tradition on Sunday, what you just mentioned, uh, turnover margin, those type of things. And uh, yeah, I've known Coach for a long time, and we're good, we're friends. I won't say good friends, but we're friends. And uh, uh, it's, it's obvious what he's done for that program. I've always had uh, great respect, even back at the Notre Dame days, uh, for this uh, this team. You know, good fan base, good stadium, and uh, kids are usually tough guys. And and uh, I know our players, they you know they they respect them as well. Like-minded athletes, Coach Meyer talking about Michigan State tough kids. That's the kind of kid that Ohio State wants. Michigan State has jumped in over the last five, six, seven years with D'Antonio heavily into the recruiting battle, going toe-to-toe with Ohio State. They are there. They're legitimate. This is another one of those recruiting battle games. I think Ohio State's a little better on defense than Michigan State, especially in the points allowed category. I think Ohio State wins the ball game 31-27. All right, I got some final thoughts for you before we go today. Charlie Strong being rumored to leave the University of Texas and maybe take the Miami job. I have no idea. I do understand, and I know this, that after 20-something years of being in this business, the agents work strong and hard to promote their guys. And Charlie Strong is going to be promoted for any job that comes up, trying to make the Texas fans think they're losing something. Although, i got to tell you, being here in the state of Texas, I'm not so sure that there aren't a lot of guys and gals who want Charlie Strong to take the Miami job. What does Miami need? Miami needs someone to come in there and just kind of calm the base. They've had talent down there. They've they've been really close, but yet so far from turning it around. I don't know if Charlie Strong leaves. I would not be surprised at all if he did. It's it just isn't working here. It's like that old saying: if a, if a dog's going to bite you, it'll bite you when it's young and it'll keep biting. And what I mean by that in this parallel is Charlie Strong. It's not working early on. I don't foresee it turning around and being a real good situation for Strong and the University of Texas. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes to Miami. And then finally here, Doug Flutie, uh, my former teammate with the New England Patriots, my former broadcast friend and partner, 
his mom and dad passed away uh, this week, and I just, uh, I've, you know, I've reached out to Doug to let him know that I'm thinking about him, praying about him. Uh, within an hour of each other, his his father passed away, and then his mother. Uh, that's a tough, tough blow. And I'm I'm bringing this up because I want people to understand. I have never worked with anyone more recognizable and more quote famous than Doug Flutie, and I've been around all of the big guys and worked with multiple Hall of Famers. Everyone knows Doug Flutie. And as I said to Doug, Doug, your mom and dad, they raised you well to work hard and to be humble. There's not a more humble superstar that I've ever been around than Doug Flutie. And that's a result of the way he was raised by his mother and father. So, uh, Doug, we're thinking about you and praying for you. All right, that'll do it for this podcast. We'll be back again next Tuesday. I hope you guys have a great week. Remember, if you, if you want to, go to, to Twitter. At Craig James 32, Facebook or Instagram, Craig James 32. Leave me a comment and a thought. Uh, go to iTunes, download it. It's for free, man. Download, download it and leave us a comment. Would love to hear from you. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you down the road.